This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, monthly market analysis and asset allocation views. I'm your host, Tom Burgess-Watson, and each month I'll be joined by Monica Defend, Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Welcome back to this second edition of Blue Convictions on this, the 2nd of March, 2020. I'm joined by Monica Defen, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi. And Monica, last time we spoke on Blue Convictions, we were talking about the possible impacts of the coronavirus. And you said that Amundi was going to be keeping a very close eye on the situation and fine-tuning its outlook accordingly. Uh, And this time, Monica, it's pretty telling, isn't it, that we're speaking by Skype. We're not face-to-face. But all of that goes to show, doesn't it, that the, the show must go on. Yes, exactly. And thanks God the show can go on, uh, preserving business uh, continuity. Uh, today I'm based in uh, in Italy. We are allowed to do telework. The IT guys are doing a, a super job. And this allows us uh, really to continue to, to work uh, business as usual. Okay, so very the market's much... less so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, business as usual, but I'm assuming you've reviewed your central scenario. What is your global economic outlook right now? Well, our um, central scenario is uh, uh, sticking to some strong assumption. Uh, the first one is a temporary deterioration of the global economic picture in the first quarter of this year with some potential spillover in the second quarter, in particular for certain economies within the developed markets. Our main assumption is that in China, this shock will be containable and reversible and will be supported by policies on the ground. So that Chinese economy will contract in the first quarter and then will rebound to be back to to normal capacity. This is our saying is a key crucial assumption. Uh, global trade growth will obviously will be weaker than, than expected, and this is going to affect industrial production and manufacturing activity with eventually impact on internal demand. Okay, and what about the global growth perspective? Your thoughts there? Well, if we look into the numbers, uh, we've been downgraded global growth to 3% for the, for the time being, uh, with the clearly some uh, higher uh, downside uh, risks. But if we look at our base and alternative scenarios, while we maintain unchanged our probabilities, the colors are darker. So our narrative is, is darker because this is, you know, a supply and demand shock that is involving both the manufacturing and the service sectors. And under current environment, uh, we really encourage, and what we do actually is to monitor daily data, so PMIs, indexes, uh, trade data, energy consumption, because in our opinion, this is going to be more helpful uh, to to get uh, the sense of the further uh, evolution. You know, at this time, point in time, we really need to get the path right, rather than the uh, poor forecasting, forecasting number. So we really need to understand when China and the other countries will resume activity back to normal capacity. Okay, so we've been talking very much about the short term. What about a long term perspective? Any trends you're seeing at the moment? 
Well, ironically, uh, this uh, coronavirus uh, has uh, been reinforcing some of the theme that we launched with uh, with our outlook, and in particular, the one referring to deglobalization and retreat uh, in global trade. Uh, this shock, in fact, is uh, questioning the conventional wisdom about cross-border supply chains, uh, inventories management, uh, and last but not least, uh, the reliance on external demand to boost domestic growth. Okay. So given this short-term deterioration, I'm assuming your strategies have been revised somewhat. Am I right? Yes, exactly. Uh, in general, we continue to trade the, the central case, uh, emphasizing the role of relative value and, uh, and carry trades, and at the same time protecting the, uh, our portfolio from the downside. But we are very tactical and agile, um, as we were saying in the outlook. Okay, so why don't we talk through some of your uh, hedging strategies on the main asset classes? Why don't we start with uh, MA funds, your, your main action there? On the multi-asset uh, funds, we have been taking profit on uh, some uh, of the equity exposure. Um, on credit, we remain supported in Europe by technical factors, inflows, and in particular, the ECB purchases. But uh, recently, we've been buying protection on the credit exposure. Uh, we are more constructive on duration in uh, in Europe and in the US, while BTPs remains a search for yield strategy. Last but not least, we have been removing our positive stance on emerging market effects. We moved to neutral as well on the euro-US dollar exposure, while we maintain the preference for emerging markets bonds in our currencies versus local currencies. This is the time to. This has been the time to reduce the risk, but we are prepared to re-enter. Okay, let me ask you about your main fixed income convictions. On the fixed income, we maintain an overall duration uh, position with a preference for the long end of the curve and the flattening. We continue to prefer the US, despite we have seen some uh, profit taking on the, on the treasury side. We are short uh, to neutral on quarter euro duration, negative on, uh, on Germany. Uh, again, on the fixed income uh, side, we to prefer credit as an area of opportunity, but selection is uh, is crucial. And again, recently uh, we've been uh, having less beta exposure on the portfolios. Okay. And lastly, can I ask you about your main equity convictions? On the equity conviction, let's look at our domestic exposure first. So on the uh, European side, we did not change our main conviction that price dislocation in the cyclical value space is an opportunity for bottom-up investors. Uh, We, uh, at sector level, uh, we have become more positive on banks, industrials, healthcare, and we are less uh, positive on, uh, on energy. As far as the U.S. market is uh, is concerned, we are a little bit more cautious. Uh, recently, at sector level, we favor relative conservative cyclicals in financials and industrials, and we turn more cautious on healthcare, IT, consumer staples, and and utilities. As you know, we really need to uh, manage quite uh, actively and being uh, very opportunistically positioning on the on the portfolios because uh, these uh, these risks so far uh, remains uh, full of uncertainty and the situation is really very fluid. Yeah, fl- a fluid situation, as you say. Uh, but also, what I've been gathering is, you know, your view is this is very much a temporary shock, and this will be followed by rebound, stabilization, and uh, potential growth. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much uh, for speaking to us. Uh, Monica Defend, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. 
And thank you to our listeners. We'll speak again soon. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors, as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.